well, I need to be obsessed and I don't think I can have balance to get to where I want to go. I need to go all in on this. So when we talk about the balance to do anything extraordinary and you think of probably great people, I don't think they had balance. I think they were obsessed and all in on one thing. So I feel like certain aspects of your life may be balanced, but you're going to go through waves of times when you need to go all in on something so that something else is going to suffer and I feel like you need to be aware of that and you need to be okay with it welcome back to the more rap podcast hello 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 today I've got a guest yay uh Sean Sean is the creator and founder of back to basics wellness center I was gonna say gym but it's so much more than the gym and he has a really good story for us so I asked Sean all sorts of questions he was so honest he was raw and he gave us some really good insights into his failures into his growth but also Sean flipped the question back at me when I asked him a certain one so definitely take Take a listen, enjoy it. But before you get Sean into your ears, let's take a moment to stretch wherever you are. If you're out for your walk, take a moment to interlace your fingers and then just reach your arms above your head. Take a big inhale. And then on your exhale, take your hands to the back of your head. The elbows are wide. And then just see, can you raise your head a little bit up towards the sky and feel the spine open? Take a big inhale all the way down your spine. And on your exhale, do a little twist to the left, keeping the elbows open. Come back to center. And then a little twist over to the other side. Breathe in. Back to center. It's like you're doing a lovely big stretch. Back to center. Open up the heart. This stretch is supposed to help you feel a little bit more centered. Now relax. Oh, little shake out. (laughs) Roll the shoulders back and enjoy. Welcome to the Mora Rap podcast. I'm so happy to have you on. I wanted to ask you on because I don't really know much of your story, but we were just talking about, I did see a little clip of you chatting on a podcast. I think it was Jim Plus Coffee. And I said, that guy's got a good story. And you've got a thriving business. And I think your partner, actually, she was doing a bit of my online yoga. Eva. Yes. Yes. And I think that's how I found you. Uh, she she sent me a message and I followed her and then I just seen you tagged and then I just, you know, all of a sudden I'm following both of you and I was like, he's got a good story. So I think she's the connector here now. We'll give her that. <laughs> she connected me to a few people, to be fair. So she's added a lot since she came into my life, to be fair to her. So no, thanks for having me and uh, the small world of social media. I know. I love it. I love yeah. it. That's great. Uh, all these little connections that can yeah, happen. Sure. So I just want you to introduce yourself, who you are and what you do, and then we'll flow with it. Go from there. My name is Sean Harding. I feel like that's very formal. Or Shawnee B2B through Instagram. I am a owner operator of Back to Basics. I feel like it's becoming a well-known fitness facility in Ireland. At least that's where we're trying to get it to. I'm basically on a mission to try and take fitness and do it better than it's ever been done, really. No, I love that. And I have to say, your gym space, your fitness center, is it basically? Yeah, you could. It's kind of like Probably looking to turn it into more of a, a wellness space. Wellness space, yeah, yeah. Taking yeah, yeah. yeah. that holistic approach to training and adding little pillars in where we can. So a one-stop shop I'm looking to try and get to. Yeah, yeah. So you obviously have a bit of an accent. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound like you're uh, Irish. That's funny. <laughs> you know what? I was born in Australia. 
I've lived in Australia slash New Zealand for five, six years um, in my 20s. And I was just talking to one of my Aussie mates on the car journey over here. And <laughs> we were just talking, Eva, we're going back in a few weeks' time for a little bit of a break. And Eva, my girlfriend, she's slagging me saying, if you pick up that, that Aussie twang again, it's definitely going to give me the ick. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm definitely picking that twang up. And I've already picked it back up probably just talking to an Aussie for 10 minutes. So No, it's yeah. funny. Even when I asked you there, the way you say Australia, it's different. Australia? <laughs> no, I love, love it. it. Oh, that's cool. So that's yeah. where the accent and the connection it all comes the, the from. Twang comes from yeah Yeah, because from an outsider looking in when i am senior back to basics i haven't been there i'll definitely get there someday no i definitely will when i seen it but it gave me the vibe of these kind i lived in new zealand myself for about six and a half years i spent a lot of time in australia as well and it gave me the vibe of the wellness spaces over there i moved back from there well 2017 so even like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. They had these incredible spaces when Ireland is just beginning. So I feel like it's yours. But when I seen it, I was like, yeah, he's definitely head of his game. (laughs) Yeah, no, it looks really cool. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. We have a long way to go, but we're getting there. (laughs) Yeah. I want you to actually just take back to how did you get into the fitness space, the wellness space? Was there like a moment in your life or did you always just train as a PT and then just start? Take us back to that kind of year before, I think. It's one of them things, isn't it? It's like you got to, I suppose I'm a person who lives life forwards, but all of it just makes sense in reverse when you look back. So I suppose when I look back, when I take the, the very rare occasion to look back, it's quite ironic because I started getting a scholarship playing football. All I wanted to do was play football. Everything else was secondary. The parents were always pressuring you to have a plan B and all the rest. So ended up getting a scholarship while playing football. Got a scholarship in UCD for nearly sure it was sports management course and I remember going on the first day obviously left straight out of secondary school into a scholarship in UCD into the big bad world you could say yeah and I remember that my day was basically started at 6am because I had to get up had to commute across went to a full day of uni and finished uni we had to go obviously wait around for training and we were, I think we were in pre-season at the time training um, gym session into soccer by the time I got home into bed it was like 10 30 11 right and I had to get it up the next day and do it all again and bit of a rat race with it yes that was the first day into it and I was like this isn't for me this is too hard and I quit (laughs) did you (laughs) literally quit straight away I was like no I'm not doing that and I went off to DCU then I went and ended up studying computer science for a year my I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was 18, I think. But how does anyone know what to do at 18? Exactly. I just feel like it's mad that you have this, what's it called, the CEO. I remember the pressure of that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I went to college and now I never use my degree. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, it's just, I feel like it's just the societal norms to an extent where you're just pressurized to know exactly what you need to do. And I definitely did not know what I needed to do. Dropped out of computer science after a year and I was just focused on football. In the back end, when I did drop out of college the second time, it was, okay, the parents of my dad, it was kind of like, you need to do an apprenticeship. And I was like, okay, what do you want to do? Plumbing, electrician, carpentry. I was like, I don't want to do any of them. And I was training with a PT at the time because I was very focused on being in the best position possible or best shape possible for football purposes because I still had big aspirations for that and my PT one day just mentioned to me I was telling this story and he was like we're doing a fitness course at the minute it's like a false fitness course a year long you get 
PT, you get fitness instructor course PT. And I was like, yeah, sounds good. So I went to that. Why not do that. something that you actually enjoy? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I absolutely loved it. I got to train for a year and I loved every second. Got some qualifications to match and I loved every second. Jumped straight into the gym scene after that. Bringing it to now, gym was always there. It just over time it just grew legs as I kind of realized that the football side of things wasn't a career long term for yeah. me. So there was the the fitness side of things just turned out to be I was I felt like I was pretty good at it. And then it grew legs and here I am now with a business and multiple businesses within the gym space. But Yes, here I am now, starting my day at 5 a.m. and finishing that after 10. So. Yeah, we just spoke about that before. Yes, it came full circle. Um, but that's where it came from, pretty yeah. much. It came from just a hobby on the side to turn into a career, which was pretty cool. Love that. And can I just ask you, you said there you have other businesses within the gym. Can you just give us a little insight what those are? Yeah, so I opened, and this all comes from Australia as well, when I was in Oz, I obviously love training, going to the gym. I loved acai bowls and I loved coffee. Yeah. Um, I started drinking coffee in Australia because it wasn't a done thing here. I remember at the time, this is off topic, but I was in Australia and I moved over, left everything, got a contract in like a country city in Australia, went over, didn't know anybody. And the lad I was chatting to on the phone on the way out, he was on the board of the club. And he knew I obviously had no friends or anything. And he was like, yeah. come on, I'll bring you out for a coffee. And I was just like, no, mate. I was like, I don't, on a date. don't, I don't swing that way. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't swing that way. No offense. And he was like, oh, s- stop, mate. Well, he was like, I'm just going for a coffee, just a chat. So Irish. Yeah, like, they're is. like, oh, he wants to yeah. talk. This is weird. So we went to caught up at a cafe and he was like, all right, get a coffee. What do you want? And I was like, I'm used to pints. Like we catch up for a pint, not, not yeah. coffee. And I was like, don't drink coffee. And he was like, what do you mean? He was like, try coffee. Like, now I tried the coffee, about three sugars in it, but and I was just like, then ever since I was hooked on coffee, yeah, um, and turned you into a coffee addict. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. So I opened. There was a, a space in my new space where we could add a coffee shop, cafe. So we opened Balance. Coming up in a year now, we do lovely acai bowls, the best in the country, I'm going to say. I'm a big acai bowl fan. So yeah, good. yeah. Have to pop over. I had my first one in Bali, I think 10 years ago or something. Yeah. I was like, these are the business. They're unreal. Yeah. Um, Even so though I did call them acai for a while, but I know acai, <laughs> get it right. We still have members call them IKEA bowls. So. <laughs> um, and then, I, yeah, I just, I loved coffee and I loved the gym. So I've put them all together and we've grown that leg. And then the other side of things, the, rebuild pillar myself and Andrew Andrew was obviously physio who's come on board under the B2B brand we've created a rebuild pillar which is basically just another leg from the B2B brand really love that that's mm-hmm. really good and you know what you really touched on what this whole podcast is about is like people that have a passion turn it into a purpose and even though you're working what 17 18 hours a day sometimes I'd say <laughs> which isn't healthy you have to take downtime with that but when it's something that you care about and mm-hmm. when you love and you know if it's acai bowls and making the best coffee and having the best space and um, that's amazing so did you say you have a little space there called a balance space is it the coffee shop is called balance oh I like mm-hmm. that that's yeah. good that's really good it's cool yeah, interesting. Now you get me over for the SAE bowls. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> you probably did say this a little bit, but I love hearing how people had that first little idea. Like you worked in gyms and stuff where you said, Shawnee's going to do his own thing. Was there a, a moment where you were like, I can feckin' do this better? 
or was it like you were in gyms and you're like, I'm not getting what I feel like I need from a gym space. Is that mm-hmm. why you created it? Or was it like you just said, I'm sick of working for someone doing this kind of hours, even though we do mad hours now. <laughs> and what was that moment where you had the confidence to be like, yeah, I'm going to do this and start to create your own business and own big brand now? It was a combination of all of all the above you just spoke about. I suppose it was initially when I was in the commercial gyms, literally just loved training people, loved helping people, loved talking to people. It's quite rewarding when you're serving something greater than yourself. So it's just a knock-on effect, I feel. And then it was just from a footballing standpoint, I would be the type of person who would come off the pitch and analyze and be my own worst critic on how could I do that better? How could I do this better? And it was the same ever since I got into the fitness industry. If I was doing a class or doing a one-to-one session with the clients, it was the exact same thing. How was the vibe? How was the energy? How did that session flow from start to finish? And I feel like that over time multiplied over years and hundreds and thousands of hours of doing it. Mm -hmm. It was just reps and reps and reps, which gave me the confidence to be like, I think it was eight years by the time I started. I was eight years doing it by the time I started my own thing. I had been in Australia. I had got to the point in a gym in Australia where they were literally giving me anything because another job, another role, better role came up in another space and they created a whole different role for me to be like... They want to keep you. Yeah, they can pick your own hours. You can do what you want. You just need to stay. And that was just like, oh, I must be okay at this. Obviously, that gives you confidence. There was an older lady, she was a PT in my studio in Oz, and she was, I'd say she was 60s, definitely 60s, and she was an amazing woman. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the days she just came up to me and she was like, Sean, I don't know if I haven't said this to you before. I was like, but you have something. I was like, I don't know what it is, but you have it. And I was just like, that stuck with me. That was yeah. 10 years ago. That was pretty cool. This podcast is sponsored by myself, Maura. Um, I have an online yoga studio and I'm offering 20% off. Use the code or word podcast and you can get 20% off our online regular studio where you can practice yoga from the comfort of your own home. We have brand new live classes every day, an amazing community of teachers. We also have a lovely on-demand course section so you can buy a 20-minute yoga series, a beginner's course and so much more. The code is podcast and you can find it all online at yogawithmora.ie. Let's get back to myself and Sean. I think that's like um, a little sign when someone moves in your life, tell them. If I have a really good experience for someone in a business or someone you meet or something, I'm like, you know what, you, this is a bit random, but a lad I met on a plane about six months ago, I was doing something and the plane got stuck for six hours. It was a snowy time. Mm-hmm. It was ages ago, actually. It was like last year. <laughs> anyway, we spoke for six hours and I got his number. And the stuff we talked about helped me so much that I actually rang him last week. <laughs> I found his number and said, I just, just wanted to say thank you. Anyway, that's a bit random. I'm such a it's storyteller. And I'm, yeah, and I'm trying powerful, to work right? on not butting in. Not at all. But Sean, that's really amazing. So that lady there obviously made a difference for you. Yeah. And it's just, as I said, it's kind of like when you look back it only makes sense when in reverse when you're looking back at things so that obviously sticks with me and so I always carry that and then it's just when you look at it logically it's I have put in the reps and I've put in the hours to build the confidence to know that I'm actually really good at what I do and it's just been constant failure and constant learning to be like okay that went well we'll take that we'll add to that 
oh, that didn't work at all. Oh my God, that was a terrible session. We'll change something up. I need to change that. You know that way? And it's kind of like just having that kind of, I don't know, maybe growth mindset or something. No, it's definitely growth mindset. But I also think in order for us to have a belief system that you believe in yourself, Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to attract, I don't know if you're into manifesting or the law of attraction Mm -hmm. stuff, or to have that confidence, you need evidence. So you have, what, seven, eight years of evidence. And I feel like you can't just someday be like, okay, I'm going to do this and then expect to believe you're good if you have no evidence. Of course. But if you have years and years of hustling, I'm sure, (laughs) you know, meeting all sorts of people and training them and seeing people transform, that's where you have your confidence because you've put the work in. For sure, definitely. Yeah. And then it was just when I came home from Australia, it was kind of like I had done it in Australia. I had started my own kind of PT business in New Zealand. That was cut short, but it was just starting. And when I came home, I had moved to Limerick to play full-time football and I was just like, I'm missing, I'm wasting time here. It just wasn't fulfilling me the way I thought it would fulfill me. And that's when I was just like, we had a a shed out my back in my parents' house and I've said it to them many a time. I was lucky enough my parents are in construction. So I was like, dad, if you make me a shed, like you build me a shed out the back, I was like, I'll make a career of it. I'll pack it out. And I just, I remember I said it to him numerous occasions at the dinner table and we just had to get around my mom to let me take over a back garden. Yeah, I love <laughs> and that. And eventually done that and yeah, here we are. That's amazing. That's so good. And is there any period of time where you had like a difficult time in it? Like where you kind of had thought about throwing in the boot or was there any massive like hard time that you can share or that you want to share? <laughs> yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm quite open. I'm an open book, but I feel like... I'm the type of person who never gets too low or never gets too high. And I feel like I've always been that way. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's just, I feel like that's the way I am. That's one of my traits. Challenging times, I would say, when you're starting off. Obviously, I was so blessed and so lucky to have the family that I have and the people around me to pull in favours where I needed to. So I was blessed in that sense. You had a support system. Yeah, which made things so much easier for me. Probably other people don't have. The, the challenge at times was obviously always financial, having to scrape money together for to try and get a bench and get a bike and get a rack and maybe a set of dumbbells, yeah. which is where you start. Getting a loan from the credit union. All these little things that possibly can be looked at as challenges is kind of like I felt like these were things that I needed to do to make this happen. And the money will come again. I always feel like that, even though when when I went into it myself, I I actually didn't go into it for money to be Mm -hmm. a yoga teacher, but I was in this little bubble of, you know, after training in India for a few months, came home, I was like, I don't need money. (laughs) Obviously, I I, I need money to live in Dublin to to, to survive. (laughs) The reality hit if I wanted to do this properly. So the money thing, I get the ick even talking about money, but it's the reality. And sometimes you have to take risks and you have to just buy little bits by bit and then see how you go or rent a space doesn't work out rents too much change to a space that's what I've had to do <laughs> 100 yeah, yeah indeed yeah being able to adapt and change mm-hmm. is really important the other challenges I would say is obviously COVID that was probably the biggest challenge for most people who run the business especially brick and mortar business but again I'm the type of person who looks at a challenge and look at it as okay your back's against the wall here what are you going to do and I, I feel like just from my competitive nature in relation to playing competitive sports my whole life, it's, oh no, I'm going to, 
I'm going to get through this, no problem. Mm. And like, obviously, very blessed and lucky to have such a community that we've created now of like good, good people who like obviously stuck by us. Like, well, really... I actually signed up and did your online classes. That's right. Yeah, I did. That rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember. You didn't do many, but you done no, some. You didn't do many. Didn't do many. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think they were at like, were they at five something? Were they? They were early doors. Yeah, and then I teach yoga, and at the time, this is not an excuse. I was like getting really <laughs> sore from your classes, and then That's struggling right. with all my flexibility. This is a, a story that I tell myself. I definitely need, definitely need more strength classes to help with my flexibility as well. But they were really good. They're yes. really good. Thank yeah. You. yeah, yeah. I like when people adapted very quickly online and just. Like you couldn't get people inside, so why not just bring it to them? Yes, exactly. And I just felt, yeah, it was a, it, that was a challenge in the sense of people still need to train. Yeah, people still need to stay active, not only physically but for mentally also. They need it for headspace. They need it to to feel like they've made some progress in the day, especially when they're stuck and the world is shut down. It just made sense to be like, yeah. you still need to train. This doesn't stop. It's the community thing. Like even with my online community, so many people live on their own. So many people don't have families close by. And then when mm. they roll out their mat or they do the fitness class and they see so many other people doing it at the same time and you feel like you're part of something. 100%. I get the feeling from your space. It's very community focused. Sure. Um, and it looks very happy uh, on <laughs> social media. And I feel like you do a lot of storytelling as well. Yeah, I, I think we, we've created a space. And again, I feel like, as I said before, we jumped on. I feel like we're only scratching the surface of where we need to be and where we want to be. But yeah, we've created a space, a welcoming space that people come in and they feel comfortable coming to. They want to come in. And that's kind of cliche because what I'm trying to do and I feel like what we need to do is to try and make people feel more comfortable getting uncomfortable. So for yeah. me to say I'm creating a comfortable space for somebody is counterintuitive to a point, but we still So you're getting them in to be comfortable and then you push them out the comfort zone <laughs> when they get in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally, literally. But again, just the vision of all of these different parts of my life where I've been in Australia, New Zealand, in the States traveling, it just comes out for, in the sense of I feel like the vision is a space has to be like this. Yeah. You know, in relation to we're working with general population, the barriers for people who set their own limiting beliefs are so high for most people that we need to try and take some of them barriers down. And one of them barriers I feel is creating a space that looks really cool, really slick, and people want to come to. Yeah. So that's first and foremost, create space. And then it's just, you get good people in the doors, yeah. really. And I feel like your vibe attracts your tribe, as cliche as that is. No, but it's it is. so it's, true. It's like you you treat people like royalty you'll always live like royalty and when you treat people the way they deserve to be treated when they come in doors it's just genuine you know it's good energy it's genuine, and you know yeah, yeah. i i feel like it's all about the experience when people go in there you want them to forget about what's going at home or what's going on in their own inside life they go in there and they, it's like a real tonic it's like therapy for your body 100%. isn't it and your mind yeah. like it's amazing no yeah. i definitely need to do more of different kinds of movement. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, we got Lewis as our movement coach. He blends mobility and flexibility quite well. And he's putting a nice 
flow to it and a nice syllabus to it and it's just gaining traction so you definitely should come over and try it yeah no i'm always learning so definitely we'll we'll pick you up on that so you obviously were in your home family garden to now this incredible wellness center do you think that is your proudest moment i'm answering for you or is there another moment that's your proudest moment it's funny how you say I've moved from my parents' back garden shed. I'm still living there. So yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like you've built this big space, but I'm still living there. So there's still a long way to go. But in relation to proudest moments, I'm most proud of my team and my community that I've built pretty much. Yeah. I don't feel it's a space or anything of that. That's just, that's all just physical stuff it's deeper than that in That's the sense it. of my team that i've had in building they're incredible for example yesterday we sat around it was like four of us and we just met in the corridor we're just passing and we just had a conversation about a client one or two clients and then that grew legs and then the conversation got really deep and it's kind of like when i left the conversation 30 minutes later when we were talking about how we can help other people and what's the best route of going down helping. It was just like, we have a team of people who genuinely care about others and want to help others so much that it gets so frustrating when we feel like we haven't got the answer and we can't help everybody. And so to create a team like that, team of people like that has been quite, obviously is quite proud because you know what that's priceless yeah and being able to handpick the right people Mm -hmm. that work together as a team like when you have a dream team everything else is amazing and obviously you're a big face of your brand but having that people go there and then other people they're fully comfortable with i think the world is full of incredible people Mm -hmm. but it can be hard to get the right team yeah together for sure. You know, there can be people that are so good on their own, but not working as... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I feel like we talked about challenges earlier on. I feel like that's going to be the biggest challenge going forward. We're back to basics. We want multiple facilities. We want to be worldwide, global. So that is definitely going to be the biggest challenge. and It's going to be the biggest learning curve for me. But at the minute, we've got a good core group of people who are just good people and want to help others. And that, in turn, creates... A unbelievable community of communities of people that just want to see and help others do better, really. Yeah, and I think it's so important when you get those good people to look after them, yes, isn't it? you got to look after your staff. If someone is with you and they're really good and they don't feel rewarded, they're not going to stay, they're going to move on. But if they feel like this is the best and you know it's the best, you're giving them exactly what they need and they want. Exactly. Uh, I think it's key. I really do believe in rewarding my yogis if they're doing incredible work and always sharing the load with them, which is really cool. For sure. Love that. Okay, this is one that I feel like we could all... talk about but do you feel like anywhere in your life is lacking major balance I I find this a little bit hard right because I want to practice what I preach Mm -hmm. and I feel like on this pod I'm probably contradicting myself a bit but I just want to be real I know myself every day I get up I do my yoga my meditation that is what needs to happen otherwise I won't get stuff done I won't get shit done that being said I definitely need more balance with it and boundaries are a big thing that I don't have (laughs) and working on that and everything I have in my toolkit 100% works but there's loads lacking in my life so I want to hear what you feel is lacking what you feel you need to do more of just to get that like you've obviously got the name balance in your cafe Mm -hmm. there it's obviously a big thing in your head can you honestly say now that you have 
full balance and if so <laughs> tell us what the secret is and if there's anything lacking <laughs> no i definitely don't but i asked the question back to you in the sense of do you think you'd say build such an audience and a community of people if you had balance and if you didn't go all in on yoga and meditation that's such a good question. Love that. And I don't think so. And you know, I'm a bit of a workaholic mm -hmm. and I can work 10, 12 hours a day and do my yoga. And maybe that's why I can. Yeah. Don't know. So <laughs> the more I learn and the more I explore being curious as I am, it's like, yes, I'm lacking in so many aspects of my life. I'm totally disorganized. I'm messy. Um, sometimes maybe my relationship suffers. But I feel like if I wasn't obsessed with creating such a big brand and obsessed with taking fitness and doing it better than it's ever been done, well, I need to be obsessed. And I don't think I can have balance to get to where I want to go. I need to go all in on this. So when we talk about the balance to do anything extraordinary and you think of probably great people, I don't think they had balance. I think they were obsessed and all in on one thing. Yeah. So I feel like certain aspects of your life may be balanced, but I feel like you're going to go through waves of times when you need to go all in on something so that something else is going to suffer. And I feel like you need to be aware of that and you need to be okay with it to make progress, to get to where you want to go. So the balance thing is is constantly changing for me. It's a balance and act. Yes. <laughs> Literally. I think that's so, so true. And you know, what I often think of is that if I'm working 10, 12 plus hour days, right? But I am doing my yoga practice. I am doing my movement, my whatever, my running, my yoga for hours and my meditation. I actually feel good in my body, mm -hmm. even though I'm working all these hours. So one thing that I always say to people, if I didn't feel good in my body and I was on a job that I didn't really care about and doing the hours, that's where I'd be like crap something isn't right exactly. so i'd say you obviously feel strong on your body i'm sure you're fit because you, you practice what you preach and do you think that obviously helps you push on as well if you feel good in your body like it's everything 100 percent. yes it's a bit off topic from balance but i feel like the training aspect side of things that even the yoga meditation it's a form of stressor to the body maybe i'm not too sure in relation to the yoga meditation side of things you may correct me on this but i know a physical um aspect of training you're looking to stress the body. And so I feel like the knock-on effect of stressing the body continually on a daily basis will help you deal with any external stressors that is going to throw like what life throws at you. So I feel like if you can adapt to the stress that you put on the body each day, I feel like you're going to be in a better position to deal with external stressors that come along. Absolutely. You I mean, it's like different types of yoga that I teach but definitely the power you know my 6am club but we take it back down that you leave floating so you forget about the struggles and the shakes during the practice mm -hmm. now that's really really interesting I love that but the balance side I'm not too sure do you think there is a balance I feel like mm -hmm. I just find at, it at certain times of life I feel yeah. like if there's detrimental things happen in your life I feel like maybe there is you have to bring it back to a balance and act and then you can go whatever way you need to go from there but what really works for me is that I go hard right go hard to go home go hard solidly for a whole six seven weeks but then if I'm taking a time off from I'm going somewhere with my partner I will switch off 100% and that's like my key but when I'm on I'm loving it as well like I get my fire from my work mm -hmm. 
and meeting people and doing things and helping this, this, like I love it. But there is a point then I'm like, okay, Maura, you need that charge now. You need to switch off that charge. And I suppose what I found the last time I was just away there a couple of weeks ago was that like for the first day of the trip, took me a little bit of time now to wind down. Do you course, find that? Yes. You know, you're kind of up and Massively. I was like checking bits on my phone. I was like, what am I doing? It's running. It's mm-hmm. grand. It's in trustful hands at home. It's hard to flick that switch. Yeah. For sure. I do feel it's so beneficial to have your goals or your something to look forward to your breaks away because that's a huge recharge and I feel like anytime I do that I need to do it to continue to push but I feel like when I do that I come back more motivated than oh I'm ever. giddy to get yeah. back to work I'm yeah. like yes yeah. <laughs> buzzing after it <laughs> it's cool though it's, it's obviously just a knock-on effect of I think how lucky we are to do what we actually enjoy doing. And That's love doing. it. No, so blessed and I'm mm. so grateful every day. And I often say to my husband, I'm like, every day I teach and I do things and people will often say, oh my God, more like this happened and that class really helped me with this. And I get a load of praise. And I'm like, do you ever get praise for what you do? I'm like, Tim, you're doing a great job designing this or whatever. Like you probably get a lot of praise as well. It's mad. Yeah. It's but, cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. It never no, gets old. No, definitely <laughs> not. This is a bit of a random one that I'm asking everyone. Do you believe that everyone can be an entrepreneur? You mentioned something about entrepreneur at, at the start, and I was kind of like, I feel like anybody is capable, everybody is capable of anything, but I feel like they must want it. Mm-hmm. So... If someone wanted to be an entrepreneur, I feel like they're capable of being an entrepreneur. But on the other side, there's so many people. To be that, a successful one. <laughs> yes. There's so many people that probably don't want to. So, well, then they're definitely not suited. And that's quite logical or quite basic. But it takes a certain type of person with certain type of characteristics for sure, I can imagine. And obviously, being an entrepreneur or trying to be at least. Yeah, or just working for yourself, a businessman or a businesswoman. Yeah, you're learning and you're listening to fellow successful people and fellow entrepreneurs who you would consider really, really successful, like the most successful in the world. And they all have a common traits and they all have certain things that they've done. They're all obsessive. All obsessive. They're all sure. messy, disorganized. <laughs> and okay, that's good. I actually do that well. And they, they do say, I, I'm not diagnosed. I probably have a bit of ADHD and uh, don't, don't know now. You know, this maybe this TikTok has told me that, uh, but I'm definitely disorganized. Just when you said that a while ago, I was like, disorganized, disorganized. I'm, I'm messy. But I'm also very organized. Like I know the answer to everything with my business. Yes, I'm with you for sure. It's organized chaos. Organized chaos, that's Mm -hmm. it. So there is a little segment that I'm adding and it's, I just love stories and I love Irish people. And I think what we're famous for here is storytelling. And I just want to ask, is there any little story that you want to share with us? Maybe it's a story from a client. I know you've told little bits of stories there along the way, but just something that might leave people feeling inspired or something funny that's happened to you or something. I would say... A story I like to come back to, I had a chat with a client before who was struggling and was afraid of failing. And I told him the story of there's pros and cons in every situation. And so I had moved from the shed, back garden sheds, into a 3,000 square foot facility, which was a factory setting, which was a big jump at the time. And we were there for a couple of years, got through COVID and the landlords wanted to sell. So I had to get out. And there was a period there of 18 months where in the background that no one kind of seen was, I suppose we talk about challenges, was the most challenging time for me when 
at times on numerous occasions on trying to get a different facility for the community and for the, the clients. It was touch and go on so many occasions. We hadn't got a place to go, but I remember going to view two premises just around the corner from my old one. And the first one I went to see was 9,000, nearly 10,000 square foot, huge. It was, I think, 85K a per annum rent. Yeah. And I was currently paying 27 in, in my current place. So jumping from 27 to 85 was massive. And I went in and I was kind of like, couldn't really see too much. And I was just like, no, not for me. And I went to view another place just down the road. And it was a lovely space. But the, the rent was, I think, 45K People don't annum. realize how much commercial rent oh, it's is. It's crazy. It's wild. But 45K <laughs> per annum. And I was just like, no, this is the place. This is the most logical jump. This is where I need to go. Anyway, so we went to the landlord, agreed everything, um, agreed all the details. And it was on the last day when we were going to sign the contracts, the landlord pulled out. And I was going, oh my God, what am I going to do? And so I was searching and searching and searching. This was just after COVID. So it was when there was no commercial property around mm -hmm. or no industrial around even. And there was the one premises that I first went to for 85K per annum that I just thought was out of my reach. And I went back the second time. And the second time I went back, after all of this falling through for me, I went back and it was kind of gone. You know what? Let's do it. If I fail, I'll fail, but I'll just do it better the next time. And I didn't have, the first time I went to view that property was fearful. It was limiting beliefs of that's too much. That's too big a jump. I can't do it. So it scared the crap out of me. And that's why I said no. But I feel like that is a lesson in there for me to be like, life brought me back the second time to be like, go. And my attitude was totally different. There's a reason why that person. Yeah. You know, the universe, yeah. there was something yeah. going on there but that like, was like, wasn't meant for you. For sure. And yeah. I reckon that was it. And I feel like that story of the second time I went, my attitude was totally different. And I was like, you know what? If I do fail, let's give it a go. If yeah. I do fail, so what? I'll learn from it. And I'll do it better the next time. And then I jumped in and, and then here we are and it's grown and grown and it's just gone from strength to strength. Not without hiccups, of course, but yeah. it's gone from strength to strength and it will only grow bigger and bigger. So that little lesson of flipping the mindset to not fear failure was huge for me and always so it's it's a key part to be in a business and it's also like signs that happen you like that place but it was just a fear because that's a scary triple your rent or more 100 yeah yeah, it was yeah. Such a jump i was like how am i gonna do this yeah and you're doing it so yes. fair play to you Definitely. fair Thanks play to much. you cheers no that's amazing love that it was a great little story so sean really thank you for coming in thanks so much for having me i'm gonna i know you haven't done this before with me I, i'm pretty sure you've probably done a meditation some meditations and bits i've tried i wouldn't say i've done it properly i don't even know i've tried okay well this is just a really simple meditation might feel a little awkward for a moment but i'm just going to ask you to close your eyes and our listeners can join in too just don't close your eyes if you're listening to this on your drive <laughs> but just take a moment with me to simply breathe in through your nose and breathe out through your mouth and then see, can you really let your shoulders relax? And maybe you can turn your hands so they're facing up and the palms just open. 
and then focusing again on your breath through the nose down past the throat maybe down to the belly maybe the belly expands the navel pushes out inhale and then a slow exhale breathe in and breathe out breathe in and out now allow your body to feel heavy in this seat and see can you feel the weight of your legs the weight of your hips maybe even the weight of your torso your body feeling heavy but relaxed still and calm breathing in breathing out breathing in breathing out breathing in breathing out just taking a moment to feel your body now in this present moment and whatever lightness feels like for you feel the lightness in the palms of your hands in your shoulders in your legs take another breath into the lightness almost like you're starting to feel the body fill up with air expanding and breathing out coming back into your body take your two hands together front of the heart space or the belly a little namaste and if you can rub your hands bring a little bit of energy wake up the body again and when you feel a little bit of warmth a little bit of energy that's your light thank you for sharing that lovely wisdom today and then take the hands over the face breathe in your light your energy and come back namaste 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 sean <laughs> That was nice. Thank you. I don't often do that. So <laughs> you had no choice. Yeah, yeah. Really nice. Thank you Thank so much. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for coming.